Pop the top on the whole jacuzzi A rain or sunshine, we're not too choosy Daytime, nighttime, we're always home When you drop on by on your mobile phone To hot tub beers Amber's ales and lagers Hot tub beers Slip on in Tasting micro brews from Texas towns, stouts and pilsners, boxing weeds, having hot tub beers, just my friends and me. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. So it's nice, Jake. <laughs> a little, little theatrical entrance. This is going to be the first beer of the day. Um, I don't have to go to real work today. This is all I have to do today. So it's, it's, it's quite surprising that this is the first beer of the day, to be honest. Oh, cheers. Unacceptable. Uh, well, we are, we're not in the hot tub today. The weather has prevented it. But we have some guests uh, from Fulcher, Texas. The guys from Project Halo Brewing. We've got Melissa and Steve. Welcome, guys. Hey. What's up? So I looked on the website, right? Steve, you're listed as the head janitor. That's right. Yes. Pretty important guy over there. But sitting to, I guess, my right, your left, is Melissa. Mm -hmm. Now, Melissa, you're in charge, correct? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I think that's a solid yes. That's a solid yes. So how long have you been open down there in Fulcher, Texas? We've been open for four months now. Four months. Oh, so mm-hmm. we're catching you super early. Fresh meat. That fresh is meat. awesome. Yeah. yeah, the fresh meat. Is this the newest brewery we've had on the podcast? I think so. Maybe. Maybe? We're going to go ahead and say yes. Yeah. We'll take it. Newest brewery on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> for that, we're going to start you with Free Lone Star. That's right. So, congratulations. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Yep, cheers. Well, thank you for making the drive. I'm sorry about the rain. I'm sorry we couldn't get in the hot tub, but man, I'm glad to have you guys here. Unless you intentionally made it rain, then you don't have to be sorry about that. Oh, no. I this did is not Houston, intention. after all. So. This is Houston. Pete had his speedos ready and everything. Did he really? Yeah. Man, had oh, an over-the-shoulder speedo going on. I was oh, excited about hell it. Hell yeah. Oh, the slinkini? That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, little known fact. Jake wears a speedo under his trunks every episode, just every. in case. Uh-huh. Um, let him blow. Jeff, Jeff got in with speedos. That's not just in case, though. That's purposeful. Yeah, that's purposeful. Yeah. He's then, flaunting. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I have my blue jean George Speedos. <laughs> and so last time we went to a limbo, Jake left me alone. And I was the only one in the Speedo. Yeah. But I rocked it. <laughs> like, I was walking through. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. You it's got to own stuff. it. Yeah. yeah, hot tub beer is built on uh, inappropriate jokes of Speedos. <laughs> <laughs> and good beer. So, guys, tell us about Project Halo. So, only four months into it, but I know this isn't a four months in the making type of deal. How long y'all been working on this project? And kind of tell us about the name. Well, I mean, it was like July, and we decided to open up a brewery, and so we were just like, let's just do it, right? And then oh, we opened wow. up the next month, you know? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, Shit, so. <laughs> I thought you were serious for a minute. Like, son of a bitch, these guys lose five. No, no, hell no. Um, so, yeah, we've been wanting to open up like a craft beer bar for a long time when we were in, in the Northwest. Uh, the military took us there. And we kind of just saved up money for that for a long time, right? We are working on, like, we could open up a craft beer bar. But then, like, in 2015, we went to this homebrew shop that was in downtown Olympia where we could do, like, an assisted homebrew type deal where they help you brew, like, whatever beer you want to make. Uh-huh. 
they hold your hand throughout the whole process so like the whole time you're just like man this is awesome dude like but then you don't realize that they're doing all the cleaning and all the calculations on the backside. so mm-hmm. brewing seems super super fun that day because you're just like throwing hops in checking gravity and doing all that cool stuff so but after that it was kind of like what sparked the interest more about the science behind it we had this brewery down the street called top rung brewing in Lacey, washington and okay so we started going there and kind of looking around at their tanks and kind of eyeballing that and we're like that looks like something we want to do but uh, we waited a while, obviously. We had that whole thing kind of shelved, the, the business plan. And we eventually came down here after I retired from the military. And we were like, man, we should totally still do that out here because the market's a lot, lot you know, open out here yeah. uh, compared to Washington State where there's a brewery on every corner. So we ended up kind of chasing that down. And it took us a while. And then COVID hit. And, you know, we saw how all the breweries pivoted off of that and all the businesses. And we learned a lot of lessons based on that, just kind of, you know, going around and supporting people and seeing what they were doing to, to stay afloat. So we waited a little bit and decided to do it, what, early 2021 to officially start moving things into motion, thinking it was perfect because COVID was over. But inflation hit halfway through our build out and everything. So that kind of kicked us, you know, in our private parts pretty hard and we had to tear out the kitchen plans, you know, and all that good stuff. But we ended up with the brewery anyways, and we're pretty stoked about that. So, yeah. Hell yeah. So, guys, first of all, thank you for your service. I uh, appreciate that. So, y'all retire from the military. You guys are young. Be retired. Yeah. Are you both retired from the military? No, just Steve. Just, just me. Steve. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I'm yeah. glad you said retire because when you first said the military took us, it, it sounded a little aggressive. And I was like, is that voluntary <laughs> or not voluntary? It was not voluntary. So. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It was totally voluntary. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, coming back down to this area, were y'all from this area originally, or no? Originally, we're from California. Wait, so how'd you make it to Houston? My parents moved here to Katy uh, like 16 years ago, and that's how we knew about the area, yeah. or that's how we, you know, came to find out about the area. You heard about our lovely flooding, our fantastic rain, you know, yeah. just yeah. The... and that that was the reason we moved here. Well, yeah. we, we yeah. would come to visit a lot. Like when her parents moved out here, we would visit pretty much every year, a couple times a year if we could, if not at a minimum her, right? So it was pretty awesome to get that much sunshine and everything. And um, just kind of growing up in California for me specifically, um, I didn't really feel like it was a cool place, right? Because I grew up in the inner city. It wasn't really, you know, all glamour, like glamour girls or whatever that show is. Uh, what is that show? Laguna Beach or whatever. Okay. So, like, for me, it was like, try not to get mugged, try not to get stabbed by the essays, you know. So There was yeah. no 90210 yeah, there no. for you. <laughs> so, I was ready to go somewhere else, man. So, you know, went in the military, did all that cool stuff, dragged her along for it. And then her parents were having a great time out here in Katy. And we would come to visit. And we liked it. It was a lot slower speed. And it was cool. Great schools too. Mm-hmm. Great schools too. So you have yeah. children out there in the schools, or well, we yeah. got we got we one. one, just one. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, a high schooler. Oh my oh. god, sassy high schooler, you know. Yes, I got two in high school, one in college. Nice. Oh. Yeah, they. Some would say I never matured past high school, so it's okay. Well, Jake's my fourth child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's giving me the most gray hair. But we love him anyway. <laughs> isn't, so, it, isn't it funny like, to think back like how you know, we all act and we know we act? And you think about your teachers when you're in school, you're like, man, they were crazy probably. And they were educating us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my main job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so when I'm not doing this, I, uh, I dabble in education. So, yeah. yeah, this is just my part-time gig. That and uh, this and this working for Jake uh, yeah. here at Thistle Draft Shop is my part-time gig. So, yeah, yeah, teachers are... 
We're a fun group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we get really a lot of teachers group. to come into the brewery, man. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you must be a really cool teacher because you are a, a riot for sure. Hell, yeah. You ought to see this place when, uh, when school breaks. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. This, this place goes nuts. Yeah. And it's mostly those elementary school teachers. I'm going to go ahead and out them right now. They're insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's why we do the fundraiser for them that's uh, true. every August. Yeah. It's because they're the wildest. So you might yeah. as well, you know. Got to take yeah. care of them. Do you do teacher nights down there in, uh, in uh, Fulcher? Get so them in we, the door? We, we don't do teacher nights because we give a discount to teachers every day. So oh, they can come in every day. It doesn't not just one day of the week. So, so they're yeah. drinking y'all dry. God bless you, sir. I mean, they deserve it. They work hard <laughs> and they, they educate all those kids getting thrown crayons at them, you know, and like, yeah, <laughs> come and have a pint. I'm sorry that you got, you know, told off by an eight-year-old today, but <laughs> yeah, <hope> this pint <laughs> helps. Well, speaking of uh, working away off. the Workday Blues, so we've got your beer in hand. Got those before vatos. That's yes. right. So tell us the story about this beer. What do you want to know about the beer? The beer itself or the name? Uh, the Where name and then the beer itself. All right. So I'll tell you about the name and Melissa can tell you about the beer because she makes all the beer. But okay. So then the name is basically, um, so we have two cats at the house that are loved and cared for very dearly by Melissa. Um, <laughs> she likes the cats more than she likes me. So I'm a vato and the gatos are their gatos, but it always comes first, right, for the gatos. So uh-huh. they're the priority. So it's always like the cats before me. And that's the story that I'm always going to tell about the name of this beer. So. <laughs> it may or may not be true. Yeah, so you know it's just Mrs. Before Mr.'s PG version. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Everyone knows the uh, PG-13 version now. <laughs> oh, we're not PG-13 here. What is this? Oh, we're, I, we're just kind of whatever we want to be. Really. Are we what X-rated here? No, we I, I, I think it's an A rating, isn't it? it, in a, it it's labeled as like, explicit when it's on the... Yeah, it's yeah, explicit, yeah. but it's in A as in like nobody will actually yeah, rate we've it. We've covered everything from upper deckers to monk boners. Monk boners, that was my favorite. Yeah, we, 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 we drank... Uh, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm an idiot for not remembering the name of the beer. Are you talking about the Vice Defenders? No, when we had the Trappist Tales. Oh, uh, West Vlettern. West Vlettern. We had West Vlettern beer, and Jake starts talking about monk boners. Immediately, he starts getting bit by ants. Well, I, it, oh. it, it wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about burlap sacks and uh, self-flagellation. I mean, yeah. it all fit. Yeah, yeah, it did all fit. <laughs> it did all fit. He was cleansed of his sins by the ants. So, sorry. We tend to, we tend to you know, go down different paths. So, all right, I'm sorry, Melissa. So tell us about the beer. You're the head brewer. Yes. Tell us about it. All right, so it's a, um, it's a, um, sorry, I get nervous. It's a Mexican-style amber lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's lightly toasted. It has some sweet maltiness to it, and uh, it has a crisp finish. Um, it's very, very sessionable. What makes it a Mexican-style lager? So the difference between a Mexican uh style lager and a, like a Vienna lager, it's a little sweeter. So it's a little sweeter and it has a little bit of spiciness from the hops. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. it pretty much comes from, from you know, Austria. Yeah. It just, when the Austrians moved down here, it kind of went to Mexico and it just became a Mexican style. Also the yeast too, like the, the Mexican oh, yeast, the yeast adds yeah. a little bit of sweetness as well, which is pretty common with the Mexican people's palate, like if you notice, like the the recipes how they're developed specifically for Mexico and altered to be a little bit sweeter because the palate down there by the consumers is a little bit sweeter. So you have to kind of tailor your your product to that, and and that's what makes the international amber lager style becomes a Mexican amber once you modify it to fit that, right? So, okay. Yeah. 
No, I like that. Okay, so that's one of the things we've always talked about on the episode because people will make Mexican lagers and throw salt and lime in it and say it's a Mexican lager. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I yeah. mean, people Mexican can do whatever they want and call it whatever they want. Correct. That's cool, too. Yeah, but, but they're wrong. Well, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay for us to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but because I'm Wait, always, so is it okay, is not okay for me to say that? The way you said that, it was it was pretty exclusive there. Yeah, that was pretty you powerful. He took ownership no. of that. Yeah. I don't know. What? As the whitest person here, he's like, we can we can say that. <laughs> well, all right, I'll, I'm gonna let y'all say that. No, you can say it too. You have permission. I will say though, I, I get brought uh, Mexican style lagers all the time, and mm-hmm. that is always the first question: is what makes it a Mexican Mexican style lager? Because there's a lot of really cool breweries and stuff that comes out of Mexico, but adding lime does not make this a Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. No, you know, I love the fact that you brought up about the Austrian recipes coming down there, uh-huh. and then it's adjusted to the, the Mexican palate. That's I absolutely love that. Because to me, that's what it always has been, right? Any good Mexican lager, and I'll go, Victoria is one of my favorite. Like, I've always, I always go back to those mm-hmm. beers. Oh, I you love know? Victoria. Uh, but it is a great, to me, it reminds me of a Vienna, Vienna lager. It's got that maltiness. This one on the nose, super sweet on the nose. I love it. It's kind of bready, caramely on the nose. What do you think, Jake? Uh, you mentioned spice. Mm-hmm. I do get a little bit of spice, a little bit of bitterness that kind of breaks it up and like leaves that long lingering tone that's not the sweet lingering tone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Kind of refreshes it and allows you to like want more instead of being inundated by that sweetness, you mm-hmm. know? Agreed. Also, so we have it for the record, we're huge proponents on the quality of the beer. And for us, uh, a crowler is not ideal conditions, but <laughs> they're acceptable for today's purposes. So. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Yes. Well, we appreciate you coming out of your box and giving this to us. All right, so, well, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because remind me later I want to ask about distribution. But my DVR doesn't work very well anymore, so if you're asking me to remember something, that's going to be challenging. <laughs> but I will try. <laughs> All right, Jake, it's up to you. Are we rating? No, 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 we're not oh, rating Oh, what do you yet. mean it's up to me? To no, remember? To, to, yeah, remember. to remember. Oh, dude, I dish out promises on this podcast all the time. Sounds I forget good. about them about <laughs> five minutes in. I'm like a goldfish. I see something and I forget it and I come back, I'm like, ooh. That's a, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's a very good description of the show. That, you know, a beer podcast with the mind of a goldfish. Yep. Uh, that's, that's very good. Uh, the hops. Just noble hops. Just noble hops. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Because if, if we tell you the specific hops, then, you know, we kind of got to do something in the back alley, and uh, you don't want to get into that. So. I'm in. Okay, so <laughs> we've had people that have come on that, that love to keep those secrets, and other people that come on and throw it all out there. So what is the... What's the difference? Like, what's the... I don't, I don't know what I'm getting at specifically, but in my head, I know what I'm getting at. Like, why keep it a secret? What, what makes it... Uh... Because it keeps you with an open mind. It's not about a secret, per se. It's more about the mystery, because you meet someone, and right off the bat, you tell them, for example, we'll just say a beer that has mosaic on it. Yeah. Right away, they are biased toward it, because they'll be like, oh, I don't like the cat pee-pee or whatever, right? So, and it's like, <laughs> you haven't even tasted the beer. You're already going in with that negative connotation that... Yes. It has mosaic, so you're not going to like it. So already, you're going to be unconsciously biased about it, right? It's not like dirty guava mosaic, is it? Well, we'll tell you all the secrets after you <laughs> taste it. But No, I love that answer. That's, that's a beautiful yeah. answer. That's perfect, right? Because, it, it, you know, you take a different approach. If, if, I'm, if I'm at the bar and I'm selling beer, right, I've got a different approach on that beer. I'm going to tell you everything about that beer because I want you to have those flavors in your head when you taste it. Mm-hmm. That way you want to come back and get another one, right? But I love the example of like, all right, no, I want you to have the mystery. I want you to taste it. I want you to have your own experience. That's pretty cool. I, I really dig that. Yeah. So Project Halo, mm-hmm. how do we get this name? Well, it was kind of lazy in the sense that it was a project business plan for a long time. So as we continued to build on it and work on it, modify it and all that good stuff, 
we were trying to figure out where we wanted to go specifically on the western side because Houston was never an option for us, right? We live in Cinco, so we wanted to be around that area because, okay. in our opinion, based on our risk analysis, there is a very much a brewery desert out there, right? Uh, Growler Spot's been there for a long time, and then they've been awesome in the craft beer scene, and they're great people, and we love those guys, so shout out to them. But there wasn't a brewery that was within 10 minutes of where we lived at. And we felt like we were in a position to be able to do that since we were looking to do this, right? So uh, we looked around the area, found a spot, and then we we're like, all right, cool, we found a home in Fulcher. What do we want to call the brewery? So we brainstormed some about what we wanted to actually name the brewery. And when I was in the military, I would always joke around about opening a brewery called Halo because I was on a Halo team, which is a special forces team that does military freefall operations. And there's a few different profiles that you do for jumping at night, but one of them is a high altitude, low opening. One of them is a high altitude, high opening, and then a couple other ones. But Hey-Ho doesn't sound as cool as Halo. Halo sounds a lot cooler. So I begged her, and she was like, I'll think about it. And then after we scratched off some names, we went with Halo, but there's a Halo brewery in Toronto. Uh-huh. And just to kind of get away from all that, we just left the project Halo on and... That's what, that was it. That's pretty cool. No, yeah. I love that. I love that. I was hoping it had something to do with the military background. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So so you, you jumped out of planes? A couple of times. So did D.B. Cooper make it? Oh, he made is, it for sure. Is he out there? Yeah, he made it. 100%. Is he still out there? That's that's where you're going with this? I don't know. I don't know if he's still out there. He died. Do you, do you know who D.B. Cooper is? He's got to be dead. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what I saw? Like there was a, There's a D.B. Cooper themed... Uh, brewery out there in Oregon. There used to be a, a DB Cooper themed strip club down the road. Really? Off forty five. It's it's gone now. But yeah, it was called DB Coopers. And it didn't make it. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> I don't know. Sod. I would have gone. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go? No. No, for real. It's okay. You can tell us. No, 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 you no. You never I'm went not... to DB Cooper. No, I mean it was there growing up. I did. I don't know. <laughs> Eighteen years old. I'm not going. Oh, I want to go to DB Cooper's, the most underrated strip club there is in the area. <laughs> Wait, you don't, don't just know. start off at the trashiest ones first? Yeah, no, no, no. no. We, we, we go to the church. Oh, yeah. This guy, <laughs> this guy could praise St. James over there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this beer, I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, I love the fact. I love the explanation about it being mm-hmm. a Mexican lager. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited that this is a Mexican lager without salt and lime thrown into it. Um, <laughs> I love the flavors of it. I love the maltiness. There's there's a bready background to it, but to me, it's I, I love the noble hops in it because it gives it a little bit more spice than maybe what I'm used to in a normal Mexican lager. Mm-hmm. But I love that because I. Czech lagers are my thing. Absolutely love that, right? And that seems to kind of mm-hmm. pop through. This seems like a blend of the two to me. I absolutely love the flavor. Yeah. Jake, oh, yeah. what do you think? Oh, I think it's fantastic. Also, do want to side note, uh, if it sounds like there's white noise in the background, that's just how bad it's storming right now. It, like, it that's, is. Yeah, it's storming. Uh, no, the beer's fantastic, <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say outside of the ratings. I mean, it's... Let's do it. sweet. It's Let's crisp. It. Uh, lingering spiciness. A little bit of bitterness on it. Yeah. Um, surprisingly well carbonated for a screw cap crawler. I mean, it's it's good. So, are you too familiar with our rating scale? Yep. Yes. It's industry standard. Okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the industry knows yet, but it is. Uh, so, we go from zero to four. Zero is, uh, if the beers is zero, uh, we're contractually obligated to burn the brewery down. Uh, that's just how it works. And so, sorry, apologize. Uh, but four is, I need it every time we get into the hot tub. Okay? 
this is not a zero at all. Uh, this one for me, I love it. This is something that I could go and sip in. This is a, like a fall lager to me. I, mm-hmm. I absolutely really enjoy it. I love the hot flavor on it. I love it. This to me would stand out against other Mexican lagers that are on the market right now. Um, I'm going to go 385 on this one. Nice. I, I, I really enjoy it. This is something that I would come back to. This is something that I hope we see more of in the North Houston area, right? Yeah. Because uh, is, is it getting much out past Fulcher too much or no? Oh, yeah. So we, that's the beer that we push out most in distro. We, we give people our, our standard five beer, core beer samples, and that's the one that moves the most behind the cold IPA and then our blonde as well. So, nice. Yeah. Jake? Yeah, I'll take it's it. It's all on your shoulders. Um. So w- w- when you originally mentioned Vienna Lager, uh, I actually hadn't tried it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when you have Vienna Lagers or Mexican-style lagers modeled off of that same Vienna malt, a lot of times they go way too bready, like mm-hmm. way too bready. Um, I love that this one doesn't hit that same note, that it doesn't have that that bread that just takes over the whole body. There's a little bit of caramel. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of character, uh, but it's not overly bready, and I think that's fantastic. Uh, overall, it's a it's a well balanced beer. Uh, I'm just gonna go 3.65. I think it's great. Right. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so what we try and do is, this is your beer, right? So what we would like to know is, on a 4.0 scale, is this perfect, or is it a little bit less than perfect? And if it's less than perfect, what would you do to change it to get it back up to that 4.0 for you? I'm going to put Melissa on the spot first. There you go, head brewer. <laughs> Melissa's on the spot. Um, I mean, obviously, it could always be better, right? Right. Um, I think to make it better, or I, what I think, just maybe lower the ABV some more so it's more sessionable. Okay. Um, but that's kind of it. I would rate it, I mean, I don't know, it's one of my favorite beers right now, so... 3.99? I don't know. <laughs> I really like it. I, I would rate it I would rate it a 3.5 just because it's not on draft. So right off the bat, okay. I think it tastes better on draft. Okay. But one thing I do have to agree with Melissa, we could dial it in maybe to like a 5.5, five, 5.6 five, ABV. That would be cool. But I, I also feel like that little bit of gravity helps the beer drink the way it does. Um, but... I like the beer too. Everyone likes it. Um, it's not a perfect beer, but it is a damn good beer. So I, I agree with you. I think it is a damn good beer. It's a great way to start off the sessions. Thank you guys for bringing that up here. Now, yeah. in front of you, each of you have a Lone Star, mm-hmm. the official unofficial palate cleanser of hot tub beers. These bastards have yet to sponsor us. Bastards. Every single one of them. But we still drink their beer. Um, and so, but this is something that me and Jake have always kept in the podcast. It's something that always rears its head, um, just as a palate cleanser, but as a go-to, like something that's always in the back of the fridge when I'm burnt out on everything else. I can always come home to Lone Star. Mm-hmm. So, just for y'all growing up drinking beer, what was your Lone Star growing up? What was the one that you could always go back to that's sitting in the back of the fridge? So we've already kind of put this one out in a couple of different um, magazines that kind of pinged us to as a brewery to pitch what our best macro beer is and 100% Sapporo. Because the rice lager is so crispy, so good, so refreshing. It's just mindlessly enjoying something tasty that's a beer. That's the first time I've heard that here. That is cool. I didn't even expect that. No, I didn't That was just like full sideswipe. Wow. 
That's that's cool. Okay, so does that tie into military service? Did you spend some time overseas drinking a lot of Sapporo? It ties into me liking beer. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, but honorable mention is Bohemia also. So okay. a Bohemian Pilsner from Mexico. Yes. Mexican. It's a Pilsner, right? It's a Bohemian Pilsner, but it's a Mexican style lager, right? right. So honorable mention. Yeah. Estrella. And Estrella. Lately, I've been on Estrella cake. So. And <laughs> hey, what about you, Melissa? Um, so Sapporo is one of my favorite macros. Um, but like you said, growing up, yeah, uh, I guess just Miller, whatever my dad had. I don't know. <laughs> uh. Were you all a Miller family growing up? Uh, no, he was a Bud Light, but then he graduated to Miller. Graduated. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. is that because it's triple the hops? Is it triple the hops? That's what they claim. That's what they, that, that was their big model, like uh, like two thousand. Eight era, 2010 era, that was their whole shtick is triple the hops, even more beer than beer. You know, it was insane. Stinking Miller. <laughs> Who? Miller. Yeah. Oh, well. Guys, hey, thank y'all for coming. Thank you for showing thank up. You. Thank you for, for no, making you this guys. drive all the way over here. I'm excited about this episode, especially after that first beer. That was a great start to the session. But we're going to take a quick break, sip on some Lone Star. When we come back, we're going to get the next beer from Project Halo Brewing. Hot tub beer fans, are you looking to buy, sell, or lease a home with or without a hot tub? Hugh Height, the Texas beer realtor, is who you need to call to help with all your real estate needs. Hugh knows hops and Hugh knows houses. That's txbeerrealtor.com or 281-939-8182. I'm more of a cinnamon kind of guy. <laughs> so uh, welcome back to Hot Tub Beers where Jake's favorite stripper name is Cinnamon. 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 So I wonder, if, I wonder if Cinnamon danced over at the D.B. Cooper Club. Maybe you missed out on her, dude. She was over there dancing the whole time, waiting for you to come in, and you never showed, Jake. Well, you, you know, I, w- I wish I had I'd been there, but there was a, I used to live in Montrose, and there was a strip club right down on West Alabama. Y'all make me sound like a strip club official. It's okay. Go ahead. Really, tell us all about I, your strip, strip club no, adventures. because this was actually, yeah. this was legend for a while, but it was, it was, if you go down, I'm pretty sure it was Richmond, uh, just west of Kirby, there was a, a strip club down there. I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, but it was rumored that there was a, uh, a one-armed stripper there that everybody went to go see this one-armed stripper. And I'm like, that's wild. It can't be true. I looked it up. It's true. I, I guess oh, yeah. she's retired now. I guess she, she made her money. But that was the big thing was the one-armed stripper. The one-armed stripper? Yeah. You got to have your niche, bro. Yeah. I honestly, so. honestly, that I, I, I probably would have gone. There, yeah. there, there used to be one. So I graduated from Texas A&M University. There used to be one down the road. Like, it used to be way out of town. Now it's not out of town anymore. College Station has swallowed that thing up. But it was the silk socking. Everybody called it dirty sock. Yeah. But we I had a buddy of mine who dunked his Aggie ring. We all went out there that night. My wife was with me. And it was amateur night. That was the most fun I'd ever had, ever. <laughs> at a strip club. It was at, amateur night. Ask in Melissa. Station. Ask Melissa about her experience. Melissa. A Tell us clubs. more, Melissa. <laughs> um, it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> so the way, the way you made that seem is like you were the one booking them. Like you're down there with your pen and paper. You're like, man. Well, she, she was definitely booking them and then tipping them for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, we were in Clarksville, Tennessee. And um, we were there for other reasons, but we, we were paying homage to our friend who, who passed away. But, um, you know, he wanted us to have a good time and... 
we did. We burnt it down in his honor. <laughs> and at the end of the night, Melissa was putting dollars in strippers. Cheers to Melissa. Clothing, right? Clothing. Yes. Yeah, in airplane clothing. dollars. Airplane dollars, yeah. Like she, was, she, was, built, she was making yeah. airplanes That's and throwing beautiful. them. beautiful. <laughs> oh, do you have good aim? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. That's like half the fun. <laughs> well, that kind of leads us into this spicy meat beer, right? So, spicy meat. So, you said charity beer. Tell us a little bit more about that. So, we believe in, in giving back to our communities that we come from. So, when we first opened up, some of the proceeds that we that we had from opening day and the guest taps that we did have on uh, went to the Pink Boots Houston chapter. So Melissa's a huge player in the um, Pink Boots chapter locally, and she loves giving back to that community because she loves the, her friends and, and all that good stuff. But uh, for this quarter, we're giving back to the Green Beret, uh, Green Beret Foundation, which is a charity that gives back and supports both Green Berets that are currently transitioning out from the military or are struggling after the fact or, and their families as well um, or in crisis times. So really good charity. But specifically, uh, Spicy Memes was made using the Veterans Blend from Yakima Chief this year. So the 2022 oh, blend cool. as well. We actually brewed it on Veterans Day and we released it for New Year's Eve. Yeah, and they, Yakima Chief, they uh, donate $3 per pound sold to the um, Hunter 7 Foundation. And what's the Hunter 7 Foundation? So the Hunter 7 Foundation, um, they're a really great organization that at the congressional level will advocate for the post-9-11 veteran cohort. And they actually do their own medical research with the proceeds of all the donations and stuff to find out stuff that actually affects service members overseas. And then they will advocate it so that the VA can incorporate it into the damages, right, when you're getting out to all your disabilities and stuff because... There are some stuff that we know for sure that affects us from overseas, like burn pits and stuff, but without Hunter 7 Foundation's research and stuff, it would have never been improved at the congressional level, right? It would have just been a, oh, wow. a passive exposure that you would have to deal with yourself. So That's badass, man. Thank you all for doing that. That's, that's, yeah. that's fucking cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I want to transition from that into your story. So you're a professional janitor. You're a professional brewer. Tell us how you evolved into these roles and, and the education behind it and why you're the brewer and you're the janitor. I'll let Melissa go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so once we, we took that little solo class, the brewing class, um, I continued with it because Steve was always deployed or training or, you know, he was busy. Uh, so I continued with it at home and... That's why I'm the brewer. So I did take a professional uh, brewing course, um, I don't know, like in 2020, before we actually decided to to really jump into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I had just been brewing at home for for quite a while, and now now professionally. And so, were you, were you brewing at home prior to the course, or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What was the, what was the favorite style at home before you jump into the course? Um, I mean, just IPAs, really. But then once I started doing the lagers, they kind of became my favorite. Those are just a little harder. We've talked about those on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Like for a small brewery to do lagers and do lagers well, it's it's, it's always fun because we appreciate it because it takes a lot of tank time. It takes a lot of space that's dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. And that's money that... You know, you're not going to get because you got to spit lit it, lit it, lit and sit in the tank for God knows how long. Yeah. Six weeks. I mean, so, it's, yes. it's a lot of tank for and a small And we did place. get lagering tanks. So we have two five barrel lagering tanks for, oh, wow. for that reason. Hell That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So for me, it's easy. You know, in the military, you watch all the movies and they make you clean all the time. So my resume was stacked <laughs> with cleaning capability. So. <laughs> right. So that's why I'm the janitor. I get to do all the cleaning and stuff. So. Well, I, I don't want to bring uh, Nordic brewing history into this. Oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 love, I love when we see breweries where, where the uh, female, the wife, is the one that going in there to, to brew. Because, you know, when you talk about 2,000 years ago, mm. that was like such a, like a, a large part of the family was like the women sustaining like so, so much. And, you know, there was this weird modern industrialization where it's like men brew beer for money and you're like well hold on guys hold on mm-hmm. so i love that we're 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 kind of flipping it it's no longer the same thing of you know the husband wants to start a brewery and the wife's gonna begrudgingly support it it's like you're in there and you're doing mm-hmm. it and you're producing badass stuff and it's i don't know it's it's pretty refreshing uh and the pink boot side of that makes a lot of sense to go with it you know yeah it is cool I, we, we've seen that in the houston area and i always kind of I, I don't know I grew up in this area. I grew up in Huntsville, kind of partial to the area, right? But I always feel like Houston, we're always better than everybody else. Obviously. I feel like. Obviously. And so, like, the, the <laughs> brewing scene in Houston seems to have been inclusive of damn near everybody. And we've, we've had good brewers on this show that have been of all walks of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but incredible people, incredible brewers, and y'all included, man. Like, it's, 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 it's fun to see all the different personalities, all different walks of life coming in and brewing great beer. Thank yeah, you. no. There's definitely something special about Houston. Um, you don't see that a lot in other places. When we ventured out before opening this brewery and would go to other breweries in other states, it was kind of like Melissa says, a stereotypical men in the rear, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry, explain that. <laughs> well, that's kind of a it was a joke because Melissa on Localish Localish did a spotlight on on our brewery for um, the Katie Fulcher uh, section on ABC and. Um, uh, I did a little meme from the clip from Melissa where she's like, you know, you go to every brewery and you just see men in the rear. So I made a meme at home that just took the clip saying men in the rear, men in the rear. And All right, so I, put, I get nervous <laughs> and I forget average. words. And So the, the meme said, you know, what do I want for Christmas? And then it was just a video of her going, men in the rear, men in the rear. <laughs> I love that. Well, we applaud you for being so progressive. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, so tell us about this one specifically. All right, so this one, this is a pale ale with oats. So you get a little bit of the creaminess from the oats. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I add a little bit of Munich, so you get a little bit of the, the sweetness from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the hops, the hops, it's a blend of five different hops. And those hops are supposed to give out like a big citrus, tropical, dank um, type of flavor and aroma. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does come off a little, little citrusy um, and dank as well. Oh, but yeah. I think just the oats give it a really nice creaminess to it. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. agree with you there. I, I, like, I, and I like uh, this is kind of hazy there. But I love the fact. So I'm going to go down the hazy road. Okay. I don't, I don't really like hazies. But it's because I think a lot of people count that I just got to leave a bunch of yeast in suspension. I got to shake it up. But I, I love the fact that the oats in there give it a creamy feeling. Give it that haze. That's what it should be. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. The, the body on this beer, I really enjoy. I, I, and I'm going to give a lot of credit to that to the oats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about Hall? Just, you just know oats? Fuck Hall. Yeah, fuck yeah, Hall. Just, fuck it's, it's, Hall. All just oats. Oats. it's all about yeah. oats. <laughs> it's all about oats. What, what has Hall done for you lately? Fucking nothing. Yeah, absolutely no, nothing. nothing. Yeah. But you know what? You got oats in your mouth right now. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is why we don't have a video segment. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe why we should. Either way. You can check us out at uh, OnlyFans.com, hashtag... <laughs> hashtag oats in your mouth. <laughs> oats in your mouth slash tubby bunnies. Oh, tubby bunnies. That's right. Oh, That's the That's official name club. of the, uh, the fan club, all yeah. the tubby bunnies. It's like our buckle bunny, our, our groupies. Our it road, is. Well, not really. Yeah, that, like was the, that was the first ever podcast that we did. No, no, with, no. It with Eureka Heights. We went to Eureka Heights, yeah. but that wasn't the first one in the back of the truck. We did Top and Goliath yep. before that. We in pulled this very room. in this very room. We pulled the truck in this room, and Top and Goliath made their Texas debut, and we drank drank beer in the back of the truck with them. You know what? We may have scared them. I haven't heard or seen from them since. <laughs> you know what? If that scared them, it's okay. Yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt my feelings. They're they're not meant for hot tub beers. Then yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a special select crew. <laughs> Mostly everybody in the Houston area, but special select crew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we now have a plug for uh, uh, Brewdog in Australia. Mm. Oh, do we really? Yeah. Let's get this LLC rolling. Let's uh, let's expense the Brewdog trip. Oats in your mouth down under. <laughs> <laughs> so, this this beer. The okay. So I'm gonna ask you a question. So why pale ale instead of IPA? Because pale ales are good too. <laughs> That's why it doesn't have to be an IPA. You can have a little bit of bitterness, a little bit yeah. of that pale bitterness, but still be sessionable and be able to drink one without getting Charlie Sheen. Do you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I, you got five point nine percent on this one. Yeah, that's that's going to be a pretty sessionable beer. This the nose on it, the, the nose is very subtle on it to me. Like there's there's not a lot that I'm getting on the nose. The nose is very approachable. Like so, it's not something that I'm going to smell and get. Like this is uh, how do I say it? Like a entry level beer, like a intro beer to me. Like I'm not going to get this if I'm new and I'm coming into craft beer and I'm putting this up in my nose. Are you saying like a gateway beer? Yeah, ooh, yeah. gateway beer. I can yeah. see that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, it's, I'm, I'm not, if I'm new to this scene, it's not anything in this nose that's going to offend me. It's kind of inviting. Yeah, it's yeah. light, it's subtle, it brings me in. But the flavor, the flavor changes your mind once it's in your mouth. It's like the Valium to heroin, yeah. Oh, Valium to heroin? Yeah, you had a good time, but how do we have a really so good time? So the, the nose, the nose is Valium, <laughs> but when you taste it, it's like heroin. Do you need another sip? Can we get a different analogy? I don't think I'm following on that one. Yeah, I, 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 I just feel my mother standing over. Yeah. What do you know about? Sorry, that? sorry. Yeah, this this beer you know is that? in no way like heroin, except that it keeps bringing you back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have to agree with you. In the tap room, since we released it this weekend, we've had a lot of people that you know they come in, they're like, "Oh, I don't really know much about craft beer," and since we like this beer right now, this is where. We're on the pale ale kick right now on this one. No, I'm um, digging it. Yeah. It, the more I sip it, the the more it grows on me too. Um, this is one of those ones where we, we've we've had charity beers on the show before, and sometimes charity beers to me have fallen short because they're just brewed to be brewed. Um, I think Jake knows the one I'm talking about. I don't want to call him out specifically. Lavender pee. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but I didn't know we were on the same page with that. Yeah. No, I think it was a great concept, and I think the first year that it came out, I think it was it was good. I just yeah. think it's fallen flat over the years, saying beer's just gotten so much better. Agreed. I, I think this one is, I think this is a very well-crafted uh, charity beer. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I do, I like that you mentioned the dank flavors. I'm a West Coast fan. Mm-hmm. I love West Coast IPAs. This, to me, feels like a baby West Coast. 
to yeah, me. I can see that. Like there's like it's 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 got that body of it. It's kind of creamy, but it doesn't overwhelm you with the malt. Like it's not crazy malt like a West Coast. It's got that little bit of dank flavor, a little bit of citrus. But I feel like the hops are balanced. I mean, that one over really powers the other. I'm getting a little bit of all of that. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you said it. You can have your own opinions. I don't. Um, I actually <laughs> I, don't. So I, I, I subscribe to a website. Do you? What's, what's this Pay website called? Pay $5. They give me my opinions. Do they give you your opinions? Yeah, I have no idea. Do That's you have an opinion on the opinions? Yeah. Uh, worth the $5. Nice. Worth, uh, worth the $5. <laughs> no. Solid investment. Uh, I, think, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great beer. Um, I think it's better on draft, but I think it is a good beer, yes. <laughs> it, yes. It, True. Beers. I think that goes without saying. Beer is always better on draft. I disagree yeah. with I you. Emphatically. You think so? Emphatically. Emphatically? Yes. Why? Actually, there's some beers that are good in can, too. Like, yeah. better in a can than on draft. Yeah, okay. So, it, Which I one? mean, how many, how many examples do you want? I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. Like, Pliny the Elder. I've, I've had that one on draft. I've been lucky enough to have it on draft and lucky enough to have it out of the bottle. On draft all day long. Where did you have it on draft at? Uh, at an airport in San Francisco. And where did you have the bottle? In Texas. Yeah, in Texas. There's your the, number well, one. I bought yeah, the bottle in different. San Francisco. Because then we're not talking draft versus package. We're talking about location, don't, don't time, fucking transportation. Me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Don't but do then, it. Okay, so here, 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 <laughs> here's a an easy example. There was a I want to say it was Bishop Barrel. Oh, I'm going to get the number wrong. It was one of the Britannomyces, so I'm just going to leave the number out. I it think was, that's 12 and a half. I think it's nine. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say it was a Chardonnay barrel age, uh, Britannomyces and cherry. I could be wrong. But long story short, left in the keg for a couple years, getting that keg, it was explosive. It was hard to handle. It was having to, to bleed it. There was a lot of beer lost involved. Mm-hmm. While if you grab a bottle of that that was properly stored, that bottle – is better than what I was dealing with. And it's because of how much activity there still is. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to, you really have to kind of like nuke that Britannomyces. And if I there's anything left, right. there's any extra bacteria that has nothing to do with it, uh, having that smaller sample size and that, that seal is even better. But my biggest point being is people want me to crowl our beer that I already have in package. And their number one thing is it's always better out of draft. No, no, no. The brewery sealing it, their hermetic seal, very calibrated to their sp- specific standards out of their bright tank mm-hmm. is going to be better than coming off my tap, which may not have been cleaned in two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, and it's now being exposed to oxygen with my, say somebody bumped my crawler machine and the calibration's off by, you know, fucking two microns, and now we got a leak on it. Which asshole did that? You know what? It, uh, every time we go back to check it, it's perfect every time. <laughs> is it perfect every yeah, time? it actually is. I don't, it's, so we, nobody's <laughs> bumped it off to two microns? No. Good. Mm-hmm. And the lines were just clean today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying there's so much that can go wrong. I'm just with saying it. ways that you could be wrong. But for Project Halo, yeah, probably better off a draft. Uh, yes, I'll agree with them. But, but that's because y'all don't. That's can. because they said it. We do, we do can, but it's here. only for it to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're cr- you're canning at the spot with like a crowler or something to go. You know, yep. no production canning. So, no, no, we're not pushing it out the door. You got to come get a four pack to go at the brewery. So okay, and so in distribution wise, right now, y'all are just selling kegs right now, kegs yep. only. Yep. Yes. Where where could people find y'all outside of Fulcher right now? So outside of Fulcher in the city, so you can find us at Second Draft at the Ion. Uh, you can find us at Big Al Craft House. You can find us at oh, Star okay. Sailor. You can find us at Cobble and Spoke. And we have a couple of other spots on the west side as well. So we've got Corner 99, uh, a restaurant con- called Turmeric. Uh, we have Rosati's in Richmond on the north side of Richmond. And then uh, we're going to be at, uh, at uh, 
crafted kitchens and taps. Um, next Wednesday, we're going to do actual pint night takeover, and we're going to do a, the whole thing there. And then we've got some other ones in the works, like Anthony's Market Grill in Simonton and the Growler Spot. They have our cold IPA on tap now. Um, a couple other ones in the works, too. So, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Maybe a uh, Thistle Draft Shop in the future. We'll see. Well, say, why didn't you bring one? Well, we brought you samples, but they were consumed right in front of us by other people. That was, that was a very long day. That was, that was when Denman and yes. uh, Tom Painter and the whole industry just so happened to be in the building all at one time. Those guys. Yeah. Oh, Val. Val was here. I don't know Val. Uh, Val, Val and Val Jr. Val and Val Jr. Oh, Val I haven't met those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. cool. Very cool. Flood was out here. James was out here. Jacob was out here. Everybody was out here. Boris was out here. Nobody invited me. Well, nobody cared to. Son of a bitch. That was a wild night. That was the uh, was release it? of the uh, triple collab. The, the all for the H. The H. Yeah. Uh, for all the H. For all the H, yes. For H yeah, of Tom, all. Tom will be yelling out loud right now if he heard us butchering that name. <laughs> Should we call him? Call him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll obviously listen to this podcast. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Number one podcast in Houston. What's number one podcast done in a hot tub? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They may have got number one for the country, but we're, we're number you know one in Houston. What? You yeah. know, listen, I, I, you know, <laughs> we, have, we have several rivalries going, right? Several budding rivalries. I'm not ready to take on them. You're not ready to take no. on them? No. I don't care. ESPN sponsored on the radio, the works? No. What does ESPN know? know sports? What do they know about beer? Uh, they hired John Denman to do it. That's good enough for me. Mm. Uh, solid choice, by the way, by ESPN. He's a good guy. Nothing against him. <laughs> Nothing against him. I see him He's like cool dude. three times a month. I just like starting shit. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> um, so this beer, what do you think, Jake? I'm going to throw you under the bus. You're going to rate first. Zero to four. Okay. Um, I like to talk myself through this. Let's do it. Uh, I hate talking about carbonation on Crowlers just because there's so much that could go wrong, but it's definitely held up. Uh, I assumed you did this today, canned it today? Yes. Yeah. Um, the the hops on it are piney, lightly bitter, kind of floral, very very playful, and I really enjoy that. I, I, I get overwhelmed when you get large amounts of fruit on it, large amounts of guava and pineapple and stone fruit. And I think this is kind of like that nice little dry hop on it. Um, the oats, honestly, if you didn't tell me, I probably wouldn't have thought it. Uh, there is a, a more viscous mouthfeel, very lingering sense on it, but I just I probably wouldn't have guessed goats. I think it's very well done. And, uh, overall, I think it's just good beer. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones, it's, it's solid. You don't have to overthink it. There's not so much going on where you're trying to dissect it, but there's not too little where you're just kind of bored with it. Uh, 5.9%. Yeah, we could drink this a little bit longer than we should. Uh, yeah. and that's great. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. 4.72. No, I'm sorry. 3.72. Oh, like, wow. wow. He almost broke the scale. Above no, no, the Richter no. scale. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I don't break the beer scale unless there's bourbon in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which cool. has happened. There's a precedent a set. Um, I'm going to agree with you on, on, on almost everything. I, I think it is really good. I think the description of the hops being playful in there is a, is a very good description, right? Nothing really overpowers the other. Mm-hmm. I think all the hops present their flavors in balance, and nothing becomes too fruity. And I think fruity IPAs, I, like, I'd, I'd probably be that guy on Untapped that's like, ah, oh, this 
perfect example of a stout, but I don't like stouts, so it's a zero. Um, <laughs> like if it's a fruity IPA, maybe a great fruity IPA. It's not for me. Um, this is I, this is a great pale ale. I enjoy it. I enjoy the flavors that are playing in my mouth. Um, all the oats that are playing in my mouth. Yeah. Um, what it, else it, is playing in your mouth? Mm, I'll tell you later, sweetheart. Um, it's it's. It never call me your fourth child again. <laughs> and sweetheart in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry. It only, it only took two beers to get here. It only took, yeah, well, we got more. Um, I, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go a little higher than Jake. I, I, I think you said 3.75? 7.2. 7.2. I'm gonna go. I go 3.8 on the nose. I think I I, I did like the the gatos before vatos better, um, but I, I enjoy this beer. I think this beer is something that you know, given the charity that it's for, uh, helping out people that have defended our country. Like I can see a bunch of guys sitting around with this beer in their hand, telling stories all yeah. night long and getting lost. And I think this is a great beer to share stories with. A great beer to come together with. Uh, really enjoy this beer, guys. Yeah, no, it's definitely tasty. It's it's honestly for the weekend. It's it's my my favorite one for sure. And I'll give it a three eight, solid three eight as well. Um, when you have it on on draft, it does have a little bit more of a creamy vibe, but it's still like you said. You get the snapshot of the hops, but they don't punch you in the face, right? Right. So you get that that snapshot, and you can record that they're there. You recognize them, acknowledge them, and then you move on to the creamy oats in your mouth, right? So nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like how he wove the oats in your mouth plug. All right, Melissa, your turn. All right. So I also like the oats in my mouth. Um, All right. I can confirm. <laughs> so if there's one thing y'all need to know about this brewery, it's the oats in the mouth. Yes. yes. Um, we need a number, Melissa. Oh, a number. I mean, I guess I would agree with, I don't know, 3.8. That's, that's fair. Because um, it was, it was you know, market value. a hot blend already. So I didn't have to, I just had to choose when to add them, really. Okay. Um, so it's just making the malt for them and I'm glad it did come out good um, I mean I enjoy the beer so if it's 3.8 what would you do to bump it up that point two? Oh, um, that's a solid question solid question I'm not sure I know what I would do oh okay come on I'm not a brewer but I would just add more oats add more oats really? I would probably do more hops for the aroma um, but I don't I don't know not sure. That would be cool too. If you, that I would be cool too. Nose. Yeah. yeah, a little bit stronger nose, a little yeah. bit more creamy oats. Yeah, look yeah. at you. More oats. We're on to right. something. More oats. <laughs> nice, guys. Thank you for bringing this one, man, and thank you for what you're doing with the charity for this beer, man. This is awesome. I love the theme that's going on with your brewery. I love the fact that y'all both serve. I love the fact that you're still giving back to it. Uh, and I love the fact that you're drinking good beer. Uh, yeah. It's fucking fantastic. And so we're gonna take a little bit of break, and we're gonna come back with the next Project Halo beer after this. Yep. Are you looking for a house with a hot tub so you can be just like us? If so, you need to call Hugh Hype, the Texas beer realtor. He's a craft beer fan looking to help out his fellow hopheads any way he can with their real estate needs. That's Hugh Hype, TXBeerRealtor.com or 281-939-8182. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers, where we get off track easily. All the time. All the time. So, we're coming up to a style... I like this style, but this style has kind of had some different uh, incarnations over over the years. Over the years that I've been here at Thistle Draft Shop, the cold IPA. Why is it a not an IPL? 
You really want to know the answer to that? Yes, I do. I'll okay. tell you why. Okay. So an IPL is an IPA base recipe that's fermented with a lager yeast. Okay. At cold temperatures. Or you can ferment it warm if you want. It's a hybrid style, right? Okay. Kind of like a California Common, Baltic Porter. The cold IPA also initially started that way, but the guy that invented it himself said he wanted it to take a lager-based recipe, so basically a bunch of Pilsen and some adjunct because adjunct gives it some different characteristics. And then he wanted it to be more West Coast than the West Coast, so crispier, drier, higher gravity because it gives it some of that that feel, right? Some of those feels that everyone likes, and it's got to be basically dry hop to death. So um, the big difference, I would say, and Melissa, feel free to correct me because I'm not a brewer, and this is based on my very poor knowledge of beer, but so the cold IPA has about 20 to 40% adjunct, whether that's rice or corn. Uh, IPO, you can do that, but you don't really see that. You see kind okay. of a little bit different stuff. And IPO, it's its own thing, right? That's cool. And it's very similar, but there are some differences. Um, it's like saying what makes a New Zealand Pilsner different than a normal Pilsner. Oh, New Zealand hops. So subtle differences that are okay with that. But then when you get into the cold IPA thing, it's like, oh, it's like, man, why are you calling IPO cold IPA? It's like, well, why and you also with now? the hops, um, a cold IPA uses uh, Pacific Northwest hops and uh, Southern Hemisphere. Okay. And IPO uses any hop. Um, okay. So there's a little difference there. And yeah. regarding the lagering, uh, the cold IPA is, I mean, recommended to use uh, lager yeast at warmer temperatures. So you get more fruitiness to it, but you still get that crisp uh, finish. Okay. So, so you mentioned adjunct. So in this cold IPA... Can tell us your your grain base. What what adjuncts did you use in this IPA? This one is corn. Corn and is the okay. adjunct. Yes. Very okay. Texas. Very yeah, Texas. Flake maize. Yum. Very it is. yum. I, I, I do like corn mm-hmm. in the lagers. So, what was the inspiration behind this beer? Why why a cold IPA? Why put this one out on the market? I love lagers. I love IPAs. So this is a combination of both of them, a West Coast and a lager. It's really crispy. It's really sessionable. Uh, it's easy to drink, not sessionable. It's easy to drink, but it's a, this one's a 7.8, I believe. Yep, so 7.8. it's pretty dangerous. Like it, it doesn't go down like a 7.8% beer. Okay. Um, it goes down like a 5.5% lager. Nice. And it's really aromatic. It is uh, very aromatic. There, it, I mean, it's almost this yeah. like spicy nose on it. Again, now on tap, it's a lot more aromatic, but it's still aromatic here. I love, this is the beer that I love to pour more because oh, every so time good. I'm pouring, I'm just like getting all the smells, like all the hops as it's going into the cup. And I'm like, damn, it's making me thirsty. There is, there's a lot in this beer. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot in this beer. Nose is not near as subtle as the other one. I would almost, this almost to me tastes like, I'm getting hints of spicy memes in here, but just kind of like a little bit more exploded. On steroids. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What are you getting? I think it's a lot more aggressive. Yes. Um, obviously, it's got a really nice light body on it, but the hops, I mean, it's really aggressive yes. on the hops. Long, lingering bitterness on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very indicative of, like, a true West Coast. You know, just big pine bitterness in your face. Like, there's no missing it. There's mm-hmm. no there's no subtleties on no, this. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. She's, so, so you named it Audrey Forever. Mm-hmm. Why Audrey Forever? It's for Audrey Hepburn. Uh-huh. So our cold IPA series 
uh, we pay homage to an artist and then we add forever at the end. Uh, so we've had a few different cold IPAs. Uh, we've had Picasso forever, um, Frida, Kusama forever. Kusama. Um, we've had a few and different. And then was the first one just to kick things off for fun, but we've had another one as well. But yeah. Yeah, we love Audrey Hepburn. Yeah, th- this, um, we kind of stumbled on these from our friends in the Northwest who were like, when we were still there, you know, they were like, hey, check out this new style or whatever. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome because we love west coast westies yes. are awesome and we're like this is awesome too like what's going on here and melissa started to dabble around in the homebrew side with them and she's got this um or she had these brew jacket things where she could temperature control at the house so like that's how she got into loggers as well so mm-hmm. that was super yeah, cool she could make these and make loggers and all this stuff but she started making these at the house and i was just like man these are awesome they're super dangerous but <laughs> they're delicious mm-hmm. so. they're, they definitely have a they, they've got their own unique character or this one has its own unique character so like that nose on there, there there's i can sit there and smell it for a really long time there, there's a lot to break down on there but there is dank there is that pine I'm not getting as much citrus like this is just like super floral to mm-hmm. me uh, but I really enjoy it the body that's a crystal clear beer dude yeah yeah like that beer looks sexy it's like it's looking at you and saying hey come on over take a sip Jake and that's characteristic <laughs> of the style as well they have to be yeah. brilliant like that's like okay. defined by the guy that invented it so mm-hmm. he's like so, I'm getting a little bit of education here too with the with the cold IPA, the difference between cold IPA and the IPL. So you're saying the guy that invented it. So you're saying this is a style that originated in the Northwest, yep. uh, yes. where where you were stationed, correct? And not where we were stationed. I mean, we were we were in Washington State. He, Kevin Davy, Kevin Davy, I believe yeah. he's in Portland, Portland, Oregon. Yeah, okay, he started he's, in Seattle, but then he, you know it's the same. So yeah, Portland, he's a brewer at Wayfinder in yeah, he's Oregon. Had brewer at Wayfinder. Yeah. And so, how did how did it, did they still does this take off in the up there in the in, in the East Coast? On the West Coast, or, yeah. Me, West oh, yeah, Coast, they're sorry. all over the place on the I've West Coast. And beer. you know, mm-hmm. you've seen uh, at this point now, we've, we're seeing a lot of them in Houston now pop up. I think the first ones that did it in Houston was probably Foss um, before we opened up. They they made one up there. Um, I forgot what they called it, but um, you're starting to see them pop up in Houston because they're delicious and they drink really nice and they're just a good style. I mean, I'm sure it's going to gain this traction in this area with the, the climate and stuff. So, and so, how is this selling at your brewery there in Fulcher? Number two seller. Yeah, number two seller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. yeah. I've made uh, what four, four different cold IPAs since since we opened. There was two weeks that we didn't have one, and people were asking for them, like, when is it coming back? And so we'll always have a cold IPA. So, are there are we, we talked a little bit about that Fulcher area and the breweries that are brewing there with you. Um, are there any other breweries there that are brewing cold IPAs with you that you're competing against, or y'all got the market squared away in cold IPAs? Like, if you need a cold IPA, do you have to go to Project Halo in Fulcher? Well, we're the only brewery and the best brewery in Fulcher, so yes, <laughs> you have to come to, to Project Halo for a cold IPA. But yeah. I would say on the west side, um, for us, we're probably the only ones doing it. And, I think Leaguer put put out one as well, um, but we've been consistently keeping one on since we've opened up, and that's our plan is to continue to have at least one or two on tap at all times. Uh, so I guess yeah, on the west side, if we had to pin it down, yeah, that's that's kind of our niche as well as a brewery. Like that's one of Melissa's favorite styles, and you'll always find one or two or three or mm-hmm. however many she feels like making. So, and so 
you mentioned you've only been down there for you only been open for four months. You yes. said, yep. And so there, there's not a huge. We talked about that being in that Fort Bend area, not a huge saturation of the market down there in the Fort Bend area. How has it been opening up and being around those guys in Running Walker and Fullbrook and with Texas Leaguer, those guys? Has it been a supportive area? I mean, yeah. they all religiously listen to this podcast. So, oh yeah, no, I mean, they're all. I mean, <laughs> we we know all those guys just well, man. Me. We know all of them well, and just and Tony. we're all supportive of them, of each other. And and every once in a while, you'll find me running down a running walker and getting some stuff from from Tony last minute. He hooks it up, and you know, we're just. I mean, we're on the west side, man. We're all friends on the west mm-hmm. side. It's not like we're eating each other's food or anything like that. You know, we're yeah. all actually it helps bring more people out, and we'll tell people like, hey, man. Like it's Saturday, you should go up to Baba and they're open today, and or go down to you know Running Walker. They've got their three for fifteen deal going on, or go down to Fullbrook, or whatever. And we just support each other, send people down to Growler Spot all the time. It's no biggie, man. It's not. It's not like we're two Italian restaurants, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's beer. Beer community is way different. So yeah, yeah. Podcast community is cutthroat. Completely, totally cutthroat. Yeah. Well. I mean, Especially when you're trying to start beef with, you know, DOA. So. Oh yeah, anybody. Well, well technically, <laughs> technically, right now we're we're in a we're in a very serious rivalry just, with just Deep Dive into a dive bar podcast. Just because we're better than Deep Dive into a dive bar, correct? You know, we're obviously the. Have y'all listened to Deep Dive into a dive bar? I can't say that I have. That's yeah, you better. don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you. You could if you'd like. Uh, you're just going to be disappointed. Well, well now that you mention it, I'm going to have to check it out. So. To it yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> well, please do. Just keep in mind, they do put ketchup on their tamales. They do put ketchup on their tamales. Yeah, like we announced the rivalry, and then they started putting ketchup on their tamales. I had no idea it was going to go to those depths. Yeah. Uh, but that pretty, was just insulting. Serious. We're, we're um, pretty open-minded in Fulcher, so. Are you? You can't knock it till you try it. Have you tried it? I, I so you're putting ketchup on tamales. What kind of tamales? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Now we're really getting Is into there, it. What, what kind of tamales fit with ketchup? I mean, it's basically hot sauce without the spice. So there's well, it's that. Basically, sugar flavored with a little bit of tomato. I don't know. Yeah. Something about it just doesn't sit right with me. It makes me feel. But you I, can't knock it till you try it. That's <laughs> the golden rule. Like you can't say I don't like a cold IPA. But I want to knock it I've anyway. Never had one. I will knock it. Yeah. I'm going to knock it anyway. Yeah. I, I like your rule. I'm drinking your cold IPA. I'm not knocking it, and I'm trying it. Here's here's another. But I'm going to knock. I I'm going to knock no. ketchup at tamales. I've never had a Lone Star. You've never had a Lone what? Star until today. What? Because I'm busy drinking Sapporo, right? But oh, yeah, really? we've never bought but Lone Star. I can't or, say. Really? Mm-hmm. I never hated on them or anything what like that. I just it was, it was just. Oh my you know, goodness! Like, Is this the new Sapporo for you? Nah, I'm no. sticking to Sapporo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You find out what, but it is tasty though. It is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. It's um, it's easy to drink. It, yeah. It's it scary is easy. easy to drink. Drink. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, the well, it's, it's the net neutral. Texas. It's the standard. It's yeah, the yeah. it's the national beer of Texas. I mean, it is it's the national beer of Texas. I just love the the carbonic bite on Sapporos. It's just so snappy when you drink it. And yeah, it's so good. Just, so you say grew up in California, right? Yes. Yeah. So raised in California, I should say. Raised in California. Yeah. Okay, so Texas. Cultural wise, are we just better than California, or how is it? <laughs> well, yeah, because no one's fake here, so yeah. 100%. Oh, okay. cheers! Wow, cheers! I love no you, one's sir. like worried about the superficial poshness of being cool and having that, you know, social points. California—that's what people care about. Except those bastards that put ketchup on their tamales. Hey, man, you gotta try it. You gotta try it. <laughs> gotta have an open mind. Oh, well, I, I, just, I still can't. Yeah, I don't know. I appreciate I appreciate your enthusiasm for open mind, but I'm going to still bash 
Deep dive into dive bar. Father, oh, okay, we, we could bash. <laughs> My father-in-law throws that ketchup in a shrimp cocktail, like just a shrimp broth. He uh-huh. yeah. ketchup. Yeah, and I thought that was really weird until I did it, and it was actually pretty good. That's somewhat traditional, though. There's, there's, there's quite a bit on that. I've never yeah. done that. I put oats in my mouth. <laughs> well, technically, we all Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. There's things yeah. that belong, and there's things that don't belong. And for Correct. me, it's sugar on tamales and sugar on grits. Okay, so so it. we're. I know we're, we're kind of. I'm gonna get off topic <laughs> yeah, we, here for a little. We got bit, two right? and a half minutes left. Which is we got two and a half minutes yeah. left. Okay, tamales. Quick, did y'all have tamales in California growing up, and how are they different than Texas tamales? Well, they're the same because my mom still makes them, and Melissa's oh, mom still makes them, so they're yeah. still the same. And they're different good. styles, so. They're different styles? Yeah. What's, yeah, okay, different so what's the... California has their own style. Like, when you get a lot of people to talk about California burritos, uh-huh. they're different than the Texas burritos because... Because we don't eat burritos. This is Tex-Mex. This is different. Yes. So you can't compare the two. No, but also, I mean, I was saying styles, like, his, he's me- Mexican-American, I'm Salvadorian-American, so different styles. Oh, That's the tamales are yeah. different. Yeah. No ketchup in them, though. <laughs> how, many, how much time we got left? We got to rate these beers. Uh, yeah, we no, do have to rate these beers. We got two minutes. So we got okay. two minutes? Yeah. Okay. Or we can go another 15 and then not try all the beer. No, I'm going to try all the beers. Oh. So uh, I'll go first since you went first last time. Okay, so this one, to me, it, it, it is it's similar than the, to the spicy memes, but it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, more crisp more clean than the spicy memes a little bit different mouthfeel but the hops wise it's like the spicy means hops on steroids to me is what it tastes like Mm -hmm. the the nose is super floral the i think i think jake had a great description that that bitterness kind of hangs on your tongue this isn't a to me it's not a gateway beer to me this is a beer you got to know what you're going into before you get into this but what if you know what you get into when you go into it um, it's nice. It's sort really of though, because nice. we've had a lot of people that come in and say they hate IPAs. We let them taste this one and really? they choose this one. That's that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's there, really cool. There's nothing cool than looking someone square in the eyes and being like, that was an IPA. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, yeah. I love that. I love that. And that's part of the fun of this scene, right? Like, all right, I'm going to give you something. Like what you talked about before earlier, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you the hops that are in it, not because I don't want you to know, but because I want it to be a mystery. I want you to dissect it. And that's kind of fun, too. Like, I'm going to put this in front of you. I know this is good beer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this is good beer. You tell me what you think. I'm yeah. not going to tell you what it is. And that person that hates IPAs goes, ah, uh, it's pretty good. Um, so this one, I'm, I'm still, Gatos before Vatos is still my favorite. I'm, I'm still there. Um, this was, this is on par with Spicy Means for me, but I'm going to go, Maybe a little bit lower. I'm going to go 3.5 on this one. 3.5. I enjoy this beer. This is a beer that I would come back to. Um, but it is, it's, it's different in those other ways to where those other beers I like a little bit more. But this one, it's still tingling my palate. I still dig it. Uh, you know, I'm having a little bit of trouble with this one. Um, there's a, quite a bit more complexity, which is where that's all derivative of. Um, you definitely get the long lingering bitterness. You definitely get pine, a little bit of dank. Um, when yes. you keep searching, there's this uh, this citric acid kind of in there. This this um, not quite lemon or orange, but definitely that same citric component mm-hmm. that's kind of lingering in the background. Um, it's crisp. It's aggressive. Uh, I'm gonna go. Gosh, this one's hard. I'm just gonna go three point seven zero. I think okay. I think it's I think it's good beer. Um, if I was to if I was to go bigger bolder on it, uh, I'd probably lean into the dank pretty hard. Uh, but overall, it's good stuff. Yeah. So the hop, uh, one of the hops I use, it's Eclipse, 
and that one's described as bright orange. So maybe oh. that's what you're getting. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that one, man. This one when we pour it on draft, it's amazing. So it smells so good. This one and gatos are probably like my favorite ones. Even though the spicy memes this weekend was my favorite one, and yeah, I'll, I'll give it a three eight all day, for sure. All right, Melissa, head brewer. It's all um, on your shoulders. Can we call her the HBIC? We could. The head brewer in charge. I you can call her the other one too. This is one of my favorite ones. Um, I would say I don't know, like a three point nine, making it better. It's just lowering the ABV again, just a little bit. Okay, just to make it a little more friendly. Yeah, you know, not close to eight percent, but a little less. I don't know. Like I, I like seven, the high RPMs. I think the high RPMs really make this beer shine. I think, but what? that's me. Yeah, this one, this one. I mean, yeah. I mean, that just makes me more curious because you you mentioned that we're going to bust out a stout here in a second, and so mm-hmm. I think the common theme has been you know kind of lower that ABV, make it more approachable, drink it more. I'm kind of seeing what your take is once we jump on the other side of that fence. There, are we. We still going that way? Or are we eventually going to go fifteen point six percent stouts, or you know? Yeah, motor oil straight up. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> oh no, we're no. talking jet fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a fine line, you know. I mean, those are fun beers to make as well, but there's there's a fine line when you're starting up where you can kind of go and still play. For, well, but be I playful, think you know. You know, I don't mean to contradict the head brewer, but. I like your ABV on this. I, I, I think it, I think it's really nice. Like, if I'm looking for an IPA, mm-hmm. I want an IPA with some heft to it. I want an IPA to where after I drink the first one, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to go back for it because because with an IPA to me, the the hops can lend itself to fa- palate fatigue after you're drinking. You don't want to sit down and drink a six pack of a heavily hopped IPA. Yeah. Right. But. You love the flavor. You love the intensity of, of what's going on in your mouth at that time. But just one or two, you want to be able to sit back, maybe switch to a Lone Star, clean the palate, and come back to it, right? But, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, to me, I, I, I love your ABV on that one. I, I do think it, it plays well with this beer, the ABV, because it gives it that body and the mm-hmm. flavor and everything. Uh, that It supports the hops pretty well. Yes, ma'am. Um, in my opinion. Uh, but, I don't know. I'm with him. I think where you're at right now with the cold IPAs, gravity is cool, but I mean, they're not as approachable, you know, but they're good. They're good. But I mean, why not lean the other way? Just lean straight into the citrus, get some lemon, some lime in there, and just go straight third coast with it. Well, this is just one, oh, right? Go third coast Third with coast it. cold IPA. Yeah. So we were I talking guess, about the yeah. Gulf Coast IPA <laughs> or the Texas Coast IPA as well, and we got some ideas for that. Um, but specifically with the cold IPA, just because you've had this one from Melissa doesn't mean that the other one from Melissa tastes the same. They all have their own profile. They've got their own character profile. Does does the name have anything to do with the profile? Like is the the hops are specific to Audrey Hepburn or something that reminds Mm, you of Audrey? Maybe not so much. Um, Just glamorous. Uh, So yeah, so yes, I guess. And like Kusama, she's a Japanese artist, so it's a Japanese style cold IPA. So there's a few different ones. Yeah. So was it with the the Hepburn? You just smelled it, and you're like, "Damn, that's babe." Yeah, that's, that's babe. That's yeah. that's Audrey. And also, yeah. Eclipse, right? It's an Australian hop. It's got no haters, man. Audrey Hepburn has no haters. No one hates Audrey Dude. Hepburn. You know what? You know what we should do? Like in the summer hits, we need to fill up the truck and we need to go down there, and we just need to have a straight cold IPA episode yeah. and just do all the different cold IPAs and the different flavors and what that. Yeah. 
I, from the draft. I just yes. want to yes. say this. I bet you deep dive into a dive bar probably hates Audrey Hepburn. They, I, I want to say that they do hate Aubrey, Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. Well, they have to taste yeah. it to find out, right? They, they do, but I, you know, just knowing their character. Yeah. 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 They're, they're not into the things that are... They're nice. not into cool stuff. They're not into cool stuff. <laughs> okay, we went so over by five minutes. Yeah, we went over by five minutes. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the next beer. So what are we having next? You know what? We're just going to do it. We're going to go with our collab beer. Disco Demon. A black oh, triple IPA. The black triple IPA. When we come back, hell yeah. Welcome back to Hot Tub Beers. We're getting dark here. Nice. With the Disco Demon. Triple Black IPA. Tell me the story on this one. Started off as a joke. Okay. Uh, Steve kept saying he wanted a triple black IPA. It's like, dude, that's not a thing. Um, and he kept bugging, kept bugging, and it got to be the, the squeaky wheel, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk to Juan and Sarah from Misfit Outpost, and we agreed to do one on Halloween. Um, it was an NBD. I hadn't seen a triple black IPA in Houston, and I was trying to corral some of our friends to do it right, and Juan and and Sarah from Misfit Outpost. They were like, we're down. And yeah. we're like, well, we're down. Let's do it on Halloween. And they're like, that's even cooler. And we'll release it on Black Friday. And that kind of goes with their branding, right? Because oh, okay. they're all about the blackness. Yeah. And Disco Demon, I think, also lends to that as well. Because Juan's very into that that branding with the darkness and all that good stuff. And we're bright as hell. So Yeah, if you come to our brewery, our walls are uh, peppermint green. Yep. We have piñatas hanging. Uh, we're, our bar is bright white so it's pretty colorful um so yeah, we've been we're, called an ice cream shop ice cream all shop. the time it's very <laughs> colorful and dark so that's what disco demon's perfect name okay um also shout out to h-town beer guys for that idea on the yeah because they, they casually mentioned it one day amongst conversation while they were at the brewery and i was like wait what'd you say that sounds awesome i'm gonna write that down so mm-hmm. this we we also kind of gas station boner pills <laughs> <laughs> so we the last dry the last dryland episode we did was with, with Misfit. Misfit. And uh not not too long after our episode they, they produced uh GSB pills. I'd like to think we had a small part in that. No, I think we just encouraged them. I think that was all them. That was all them? Yeah. The other ones that brought it up. We yeah, just, but we, we just, just we like but even if it was all their idea, we encouraged it a little bit. Until Jonathan Shannon Brews a beer called Relaxed as Fuck. I, I don't feel like we're truly in it. He's got backyard banana beer on his. True. Oh, true. This might be the first ever. So, so this like I have a, a banana tree in my backyard. Yeah. It's all chopped down because he just recently froze everything, mm-hmm. right? But it had some bananas, so we gave them to Jonathan Shannon and Patience. And so he's brewed. I can't remember what style it was. It was I want to like, say it was a triple. A triple what? A tripel, a Belgian. Oh, it I think. was. It was a Belgian tripel. I'm sure. With, uh, but he down. put miracle berries and backyard bananas in it. We're Actually, see how it tastes. So, so yeah, he brewed the beer with banana, but he's conditioning it on miracle berries. And so mm-hmm. the idea is, do y'all know what a miracle berry is? No clue. Yeah. So Not when you eat it, it it actually changes how you taste things. It so called flips your taste bud. So sour is sweet, salty is sour. It, ch- it changes how you taste things. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is to create this banana beer and finish it with the miracle berries. So when you drink it, it's actually altering the flavors that you taste from the flavors of the beer that you built. It's kind of this like whole thing wrapped in itself. 
Those guys, have you ever met those guys? No. No. Oh. You, you got to sit If you ever get a chance to sit down and talk with those guys, they're off the wall, like, artistry insane with beer. Like, I don't think, I, you're talking with Jonathan, I don't think he ever has any intention of ever turning patients into a full-scale brewery. Like, this is He just, never wants to go professional. Yeah. He is just going to be a side project for him. But they are some of the most fun people to talk to about beer and just weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever get a chance. Yeah, you will. Well, Disco we, Demon. We haven't had a chance yet, but I'm sure yeah. we'll meet him at some That'd point. Awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Disco Demon, Triple Black IPA. So we're talking about Triple Black IPA. We're talking about a style that you want to produce that you said didn't exist. <laughs> so what did you do to bring this into, into reality? So more... More malt, right? More more alcohol. Okay. At the end, um, more hops, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you take the black IPA, right? So the black IPA, Cascading Dark Ale, should drink like an American IPA, should look like a stout, and be dark. But it should also have a little bit of coffee-ness to it. Mm-hmm. No astringency, really, but some coffee notes, right? Right. So a triple black... IPA should be a little bit sweeter with a ton of body, so real thick, and still have those same characteristics as a black IPA or the Cascading Dark Ale. Should not be like a stout. I, I will say this, and hats off to you for that. Like it does not come across as the body of a stout. Like it still has the body of an IPA to me. Yeah. Uh, even in pouring, when you're looking at it, I'm not pouring motor oil out of that can, and that's what I was thinking. All right, this is going to be super heavy and malty. <laughs> no, it, it 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 comes across that the the ten percent is deceptive in this beer. Like this does not drink like a ten percent beer. You you know what this reminds me of? No, I don't. It reminds me of that beer that we had at Running Walker. The one, uh, what was the name of that beer? They, I, I actually listened to that episode, and I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking yeah. about? Yes. Well, because I was joking with Tony as well about doing the, the triple black IPA, so he's like, I actually got one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, it reminds me of that beer. Like, it's, the, the, body is, the body is there. The hot flavor is there. It's, it's I'm, I don't know. This one, I'm not going to reveal yet, but. This one is slowly creeping to the top of my favorites. And not just because I've had three other beers prior and not because this is 10%, but because I, I love the roasty flavor of it. I love the body of it. I love the hop. It's such yeah. a creepy beer to drink because it gave John Denman the finishing blow on Drink of Ages. I mean, he was like KO'd. Was he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Listen to that episode. It was, John was like, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> He's out. He's over. He's done. I love that. I love that. What do you that. think? What What was your uh, What's your malt on this? The malt is um, so you know regular pale. Use some midnight wheat, some black patent, and um, that's kind of it. Oh, and, and you know some some bodybuilder from uh, proximity. Yeah, uh, but it, it's pretty basic. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I guess I was I was expecting a little bit more kind of sharp, bitter roastiness from it, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit more on the coffee side, but I'm actually getting a little bit more of the chocolate side, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm not saying, like, this is cocoa nibs, you know, but you, you definitely get kind of that, that fuller-bodied roastiness out of it instead of that really sharp roastiness, yeah. uh, which I guess I was, I think I was expecting, but it's a nice little surprise. Um, the, the, the hops on it, 
What what hops were you using? Mosaic and Cascade. Classic C's. That, that's a, a yeah. It's this one fits. I I, I love this. And of course, especially this time of year, I love dark beers. And and that's kind of like how we started hot tub beers, right? Is mm-hmm. is is I, I just enjoy sitting in the hot tub, drinking something with high alcohol with great flavors. It's just going to kind of melt away in the hot tub. And not that we don't appreciate every single style, because I think it, if you listen to the podcast, we, we definitely have demonstrated we appreciate all beers. Including um, Lone Star. Uh, including Lone Star. Well, and that um, one. Except for combo plate number three. But, but we well, there was one after that, too. I think that, that whole episode that got deleted. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. no, it's not deleted. There's there there are some episodes Saved for another day. There are some episodes that have not been released. Um, yeah, we're, we're familiar. We we listen to the podcast. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're right on. It it took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it took a turn. Which one? That whole episode, combo plate and everything else oh, with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was no, like yeah, we, we so we haven't released this. This is in the vaults. Um, oh, but you've heard us mention it. Oh yeah, yes. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've dropped hints. Several hints. Hints. We, we did I have still it. don't think we should release it. it, it, it Over yeah. hints. It, it got pretty dark there. Okay, it so, started so raining. The whole story of that, that, that day, like we started out that day drinking beer probably, what, about 9, 10 in the morning. Yeah, um, normal. normal. About, about 12, everybody else shows up. Yeah. And then it started raining, and that's about the time we started drinking yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure you and I started at nine, and then Probably. by about six o'clock in the evening, we had just done episode after episode after episode, and I think that's when it started to rain, and we decided to move to the patio, and them all of the mics died, and we were recording straight on the phone, and the beer just turned south. Like it was it, bad. it just turned so south that there was not one good thing to say. Luckily, those are saved. Those are hidden away. I still don't think we should ever release them. You know what we should do? We should like start a Patreon and then like have the shitty beers on the Patreon episodes. What do you think? I could get down with that. That way, if somebody knows we bashed them, they have to pay to hear that oh, we bashed them. Oh, that's you a gotta good pay one. for the proof. Yeah, you gotta pay. And for I it. still support OnlyFans over you, Patreon. You know, you know, the only one that we've we've bashed for free would be Kelly Meyer. Oh yeah, yeah, we've bashed yeah, Kelly yeah, Meyer yeah. for free. Y'all have heard that. If you've been listening to the episode, you've heard that. So Kelly Meyer is a guy that you saw in New Braunfels Brewing Company. Yeah. We had the first zero. No, there wasn't a zero. No, 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 no. Oh, Farts McToot did zero. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Y'all know Farts? No. Farts McToot? No. Uh, Steve Von Grimm? Yeah, Steve Von Grimm. Yes, yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we had a old, 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 old pickle fucker. Yep. And I we put some enchilada mix in it. Oh. So you'll put enchilada mix into a pickle fucker, but you won't put ketchup in your tamales. Correct. Yep. Okay. Enchilada mix. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't so. hear it first either. Correct. <laughs> oh, okay. Correct. Okay. That's correct, a big correct, difference because enchilada mix. I was like, all right. That yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. Horrible. But. Yeah. So it was. You know, uh, Adrian. Adrian over at uh, Space City Snacks. We were doing a enchilada episode. Gotcha. His Michelada mix is phenomenal. Oh, it was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super good. Has he come down there and done stuff with y'all? Oh, yeah. He came down and supported us when we first opened up and hooked it up with free samples. Yeah, we yeah. bought some stuff from him, too. He's a yeah. cool dude. Yeah. Speaking of heartburn, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talked my staff into it. Slash, I came up with an idea, and then they decided to run home with it last night. Next door, the Blind Finch. Yes. I, d- I decided to make a shot called uh, Morning Star. You know, like Lucifer, Morning Star, kind yeah. of the whole thing. yeah. yeah. It's a starry night, which is Goldschlager and Jaeger, half and uh-huh, half, uh-huh. and it's crusted. The rim is a Pocky one-chip challenge. 
I'm already over it. Oh my god. So anyways, uh yeah, that was uh I think it was actually two nights ago. Yeah, all my staff, we all did morning stars before we ended our shift. Oh y'all did it? Holy heartburn, yeah. Actually, that sounds horrible. <laughs> actually, like, that, that, it's that really sounds, not bad at all. Yes. It really isn't. Oh, no. no, I don't. I don't. I don't. That's another thing. Like that. That goes in the category of ketchup and tamales. Yeah, no, but you got to no, no, You no. got to try it though. Okay. Okay. So would you try it? Well, yeah, I would try it because okay. it sounds horrible. I want to confirm that it's horrible. No, this is self-flagellation, but like bartender style. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, like it's actually not as bad as you think it is, and the whole idea was for it to be horrible, and you're like, yeah, that's actually. It's not horrible, you know? It's not as bad as you think. Did anybody yeah. overheat with the chip crust? Yes. Who? Garrett. Garrett and David both got a little li- little hot on it, but then they uh, they actually finished the rest of the chip, too. What a bunch too. of communists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, back to Disco Demon. So we, we got, we've gotten off track. So... <laughs> 10%. So, collab with Misfit Outpost. So, tell me about the collab. So, we've heard tons of crazy stories about collabs, right? Yeah. So, guys show up to brew a beer together. This guy's already got it brewed and just saying that we're collabing just so we get the names together. So, how did this work in the collab with you and Juan and Misfit Outpost? So, I think just being a new brewery, we I don't really know how collabs work. Okay. I, the way I see it is we both work on a recipe together. We both brew the beer together and... Yeah, that's it, right? I think that would be the, the yes, I, I think the that fits. Sense that, yes, yeah, 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 that makes logical sense. But as we've learned in this industry talking to people, mm-hmm. not all of them are logical. Well, yeah, there's different, I guess, ideas, but that's the way that we envisioned it, and that's the way that Juan also envisioned it. And, nice. And, that's yeah. the and it worked that out great. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's how we did it. We worked yes. on the recipe together. We brewed it together. and It's also our second collab with them. So yes. um, okay. Melissa and Juan collabed on a New Zealand Pilsner. Uh, called Conjuring Patterns in the summer as well, and that was on on tap when we first opened up. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so this is we've established some connectivity there, right? So it's a good collab. So, how was it working with them, developing that recipe? It was good. It was good. Um, it was easy. It was fun. Um, we, I mean, they're our friends. Yeah. Right. So it uh, it was. Yeah, it's always fun when you're hanging out with the homies. So yeah, we're just hanging out and brewing a beer. That is that is some of the they they they're good people. They're doing good things over there. That that was that was probably one of the easiest episodes that we've ever done. Just sitting down and talking to them. It was, but it was the most disappointing because one of the uh, one of the mics went out halfway through. So yes. we lost a lot of that one, and that's such a bummer because that was a great day. That was a great day. That's the one where James was like yelling at the microphone, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we didn't know yeah. the the we didn't know the cord went out until. After, after yeah. Uh-huh. And then uh, they left me with like uh, a pound of pastrami brisket. Yum. Oh. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah, no mad. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. So how is this one doing in the tap room? It's doing really well. Yes. Um, yeah, it's doing really well. It's, it's, it's moving appropriately for how big of a beard it is. Mm-hmm. It's actually made some people venture out of their comfort zone and be like, what's a triple black IPA? I need to try that. I just want to taste that. And we've had customers just come in because they love black IPAs. And like, I heard you have a, a black IPA. Let me taste yep. it. So. It's, it's a great style. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love the style. I love that hop balance against the roastiness. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's winter yep. to me. Right? Like, you love those West Coast IPA. If you love West Coast IPA and it turns winter and you don't like a black IPA, you might be a communist. I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'm a beer communist. You're a beer communist? I think the beer should be shared with everybody. Your beer should be shared with everybody? Everybody. Are you going to be the beer, like, czar? 
I could be. You could be. I could be, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I just I just want to disperse the beer for everybody. Everybody should be able to enjoy beer. That and is right. Beer yes. is for everyone. So I will know. I will agree with you there. Beer is for everyone. I like that. So this one, what are y'all's thoughts on this? This is second collab with them, correct? Yeah, yeah, yes. More collabs in the future? Oh, I'm yeah. sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Nothing on the horizon, but I'm sure. Yeah. Or on a personal note, as far as your catalog of beers that you brewed, where does this one sit? As far as like rating or like? Yeah, yeah well, as far as like, is this one of the favorite ones? Are you going to brew this one again? As I'm going to pour myself a little bit more. This is a one and done. This is a beautiful time that we had with our friends brewing it. And it's like art, right? We did okay. it together. It happened. It was great. We enjoyed it. Uh-huh. But we can't brew it ourselves. That's not how that works. It's a collab. Yeah. Now, if we did a collab again on it and rebrewed it, that's a different story. But it's a one and done. It's like, that's it. Yeah. It's you know what? On that note, I just want to bring Storm Crusher into this. You remember Storm Crusher by Brash? Mm-mm, I don't. Phenomenal release. It was with Vince Mandeville. He, uh-huh. he flew out to Oma Gang. Uh, apparently they didn't even read the schedule, so he showed up and they're like, uh, "What are you? What are you doing?" He's like, uh, "We have a collab today." They're like, "Oh shit, okay." So they did uh, blueberry and coffee. Three philosophers did that. Release was massive, massive. The next year, Oma Gang decided to put out blueberry and coffee. Three philosophers. Did Vince get anything out of that? I don't think so. Have well, he got our support. We know who he is. We've met him before. Oh, phenomenal human being. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 and I will say this, and, 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 and I've enjoyed sitting down with you. I've enjoyed talking with you. This has absolutely been a blast. But this is probably the fun of this is the personalities. Um, and I definitely want to find some time to go down there and sit and drink with you all. Man. This, yeah. is, this is the fun stuff, right? And Vince is one of those personalities that we really just enjoy talking to. Um, but this beer is, to me, this beer Right now, I'm going to say it out loud. This is kind of the best of the best of the show that y'all brought. Uh, I love the thought process that's, that's put in, been put into it. I love the f- there's some of that bit of uh, exclusivity, right? Everybody, it, it's, it tastes a little bit better because it's exclusive, and, and that's kind of like this weird thing in the craft beer scene, right? I've got yeah. plenty of the elder. You don't. It tastes better because I have it, and you don't. Um, yeah. This beer, though, it kind of hurts my feelings that you're not going to brew it again. Um, I, I would I would love to see like even if it's not a, just a collab like a different incarnation of this beer that because the style is neglected. Yeah, it, and I mean, and that could happen that a black triple IPA, but just different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what would you do to make it different off of your collab with them? What would you do to make it different? Different hops. Different hops, and probably change the malt a little bit. The malt um, malt bill. Um, what hops would you use? This is the first time I'm thinking about this. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I know what I would spot. use is because I know I like them. Is the I would just throw a gang of um, like Amarillo. Uh, I don't know. And then we'll I would see. throw like a gang of like Chinook and Cascade in it. But that's what I like, right? I mean, those are good West Coast hops. Yeah. Yep. I mean, even throwing some like Idaho 7 in there to kind of bring in that like little bit of earthiness and kind of bring in the rest of the malt into the picture a little bit more. I think there's a lot of great options with the malt oh, yeah. like that. Yeah. So that I, Idaho Seven, though, so it's it's a it's one of those hops that's like, man, you really got to do it right, or else it can go real bad, real yeah. quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel the same about Azaka yeah. as well. Like, there's yeah. so many earthy undertones, but it can get wild really yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a, the the Running Walker guys, the ones that we did where they 
he said his triple black IPA yeah, that he yeah. had. It was Green Bullet Hops. I had never heard of Green Bullet Hops before yeah. as well. It, have y'all mm-hmm. ever brewed with Green Bullet Hops? I haven't brewed with yeah. them, but I We've do. heard of it. Yeah. You heard yeah. of it? That was a first for me. I had never heard of them before, but that was another good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good beer. Well, um, not to push it along, but let's go ahead and rate because we have one more beer. We're not going to take Ooh. a break this time. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep All it right. moving. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and rate this one. I'm going to go 4.0. I'm going to throw it right out there. This, this to me, I think, is this is one of those beers. I think the only thing that would make it different, make it even better, if it could be better, would be to barrel age it. Um, just to kind of give it some different character, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't even know what I'd barrel age it in. Maybe I, I'd, bourbon is always the go-to, but to me, like rum might fit with this little spiciness of the hops that are going on. Um, it'd just be interesting to me. Um, I just really enjoy the beer. This is a beer that doesn't have a heavy, heavy body that I can sit and I can drink and I can melt away in the hot tub without getting full or heartburn. It just... I don't know. I, I really enjoy this, and I really appreciate it. Uh, I, th- I think for the base style, for me, it's a little bit too sweet. Um, I really want to see quite a bit more bitterness, roastiness from the malt itself. I really mm-hmm. kind of want that sharpness out of it, uh, and that may just be completely personal preference on it. Um, I think it's very well done. Uh, I think it's 3.6. I think it's... it's very good beer, mm-hmm. uh, but I definitely want kind of like a, a punchy roast out of it. You know, I want I want to know this is a black IPA. This is a Cascadia Dark yeah. Ale. Like, I want it to kick me in the teeth. Yeah, I didn't want to make it that roasty because yeah. uh, that's not what I'm into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a triple. Like, triples are always sweet, so it's got to have a little bit of that residual sweetness, too. Yeah, because... So. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what... I was going to tell you you're wrong because it's a triple. <laughs> Call me wrong it should, you want. It should be a little bit sweeter. It's the best part about opinions. I know. Yes. Which you don't have, so. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah. That, was, uh, that was featuring the opinion that Jake paid $5 for off of a website. Yes. <laughs> which, so, which the opinions is a great deal. So. <laughs> we're going to Midnight Zoomy mm-hmm. style. Okay, so 6.7%. We're going down a little bit in alcohol. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me about this style. Uh, so this Midnight Zoomies, um, it has oats in it, so I'm sure you guys will like it. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying we want oats in the mouth? <laughs> yes, and this one has more oats Ooh. than the last one, the spicy memes. Uh, so it drinks, I like to say it drinks like, a cho- like chocolate milk, because it's really, so you know, it's got the body, it's pretty creamy, um, it's smooth. It's an American stout. It's an American style. So you said chocolate milk. Does it have lactose in it? Mm-mm. No, no. She said it drinks no. like it, but it has no lactose. No. It's just an American stout. Not just an American stout. A American stout. Yeah, but after that disco demon, <laughs> I don't oh, know no, if you'll be drinks, able to taste it. It still drinks super good. It drinks like it's supposed so, to. Okay, so I was looking at your website. There was Midnight Zoomies, but there was a Midnight Zoomies with an adjunct in it. Yes, well, okay. and I almost brought some, but so the adjunct is rompope, okay. which is Mexican eggnog. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. How did that one go over? Good. Every, I mean, yeah. I mean, a lot not to of say people. the word crack, but it's going like crack. Yeah. Yeah. So we we do um, one-off kegs of some of the beers that we have on tap, but we won't market them at all. Okay. You kind of got to come in and then see what's there. So we've been doing that lately, and people have been coming and checking what's new. And that one we put on for New Year's Eve. We did a New Year's Eve party on Saturday and we did you know every hour on the hour starting at 6pm so we did London Cape Verde all that good stuff oh, Real. Cool. we were popping champagne popping some you know midnight zoomies uh-huh. with uh, with some <laughs> rompope and it was I mean people are loving it 
So, mm-hmm. hell yeah. So tell me yeah. about the name. So Midnight Zoomies is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's our cats wrestling at two in the morning, running mm-hmm. around like savages and animals, and just you know doing sprints across our backs while we're trying to sleep. So yeah, it's just <laughs> you know, and we have a black hat that we love and an orange cat that we love, but our black hat is plastered all over the brewery, and you'll see them on some of the, the can work, and there's stickers of black hats all over the brewery as well. So. Um, we decided to name this one Midnight Zoomies after the American Stout that looks just like Tommy or Tommy Pickle or our black American cat. <laughs> Tommy Pickle, the black American cat. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on this one, there is a like a sweet, roasty nose onto it. The body to me is very light. What do you think, Jake? Yeah. I can agree. The body is very light. It, it tastes lighter here, uh, but at the brewery on tap, it it has more body because I did notice that right yeah, now yeah, too. Yeah. Um, so it, it it almost has this porter body to it, mm-hmm. yeah. with roast flavor or with excuse me with stout flavor. Uh-huh. Are you trying to say it's an imperial porter? <laughs> what's the what's the volume? Six seven. Six point seven. Six point seven. It might be an imperial porter, Jake. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I think you're wrong. What is what is your <laughs> what does your website opinion tell you about this beer being a midnight porter? It's not, a, it's not a an imperial porter. What? From the brewer's mouth, it's not a porter. Correct. Yeah, well, but we also we also took Running Walker's uh, imperial stout and called it a Cascadian dark ale. That was so long ago. It was so long ago. Yeah. Tony doesn't forget. Tony does not forget. But I will say this about those guys. And so, like, they... We had a lot of fun with them. And even in the process, and you could listen to that segment on that episode, those guys, it was fun to bat that idea back and forth with them. And I was nervous when we left that we had offended them. They are still with us. Like, it's still hanging out. It's still coming on live every single time. Um, and like their beer, good people. Um, we just had a difference of opinion on that beer still drink it I well, still really enjoyed it I mean everyone's entitled to their own opinion right yeah. Right. so yeah, you could sit here and tell gonna... us that you're drinking a lager mm-hmm. right and we'd be like cool that's what you think that's fine yeah. <laughs> I'll respect your opinion that's it's cool yeah. this beer I really enjoy the flavors of it I really enjoy the flavors it is it is a step back off the Disco Demon so mm-hmm. I, I think that, that factors into your opinion about the body um, I think if you're drinking this you think this, so I, I 100% because I mean the Disco Demon has so much body I mean, and that makes like, sense it's like we're talking like Lizzo and now we're taking a step back right so see I don't know I don't know if I'd call Disco Demon Lizzo what do you mean she's awesome she's fabulous she is awesome she is fabulous she's thick thick 30 yeah but she's not she's uh, so so I think she'd she'd be like a hammer smash face type of body hmm no Lizzo Oh, Lizzo? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought... I, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Disco Demon got Jake uh, yeah. already. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> I think Lizzo's very hammer smash face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, working it, but still plays the flute? Yeah, yeah, she still plays the flute. they heavy, thick, fills, fills you up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but 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 can still sing you to sleep. <laughs> it's yeah. singing Jake to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think this... The, the Midnight Zoomies is... I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with describe it, and it may be. I think that may be the most influence that uh, Disco Demon has given me on this one is the uh, the mm-hmm. alcohol, alcohol, yeah. alcohol, alcohol, <laughs> alcohol is having me struggle to describe it. Get you but some Lone Star on that palate. Oh my gosh, I need some. 
That, that's actually a good idea. The the body on it is the big difference to me. I think the stout name on this, it's got more of a porter body, but the stout flavor on it. I, I really enjoy it. The hop presence there is there, but it's not it nowhere near here. No, which is no, perfect, not at all. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is perfect. As intended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as advertised. It, it is it is as advertised. So but you're saying that out of the tap you're feeling a little bit more body of it. Oh out yes, of the tap. yes, a lot more body. I don't know if maybe it just settled to the bottom or something or on the cra- in the crowler. But I, I just no, think that tap, the, the the perceived body of it because we went from right, 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 right. Yes, to this one. I think our too. palates are nuked and we're trying to go back to something. It may be so. And, and I'll agree with you. You're in charge. You can disagree <laughs> with me. That's cool. I don't know, but but it but it makes. I'll sense. still drink your Lone Star. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. What do you think? I love the roast on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I this really, is more roasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's 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 sharp. It's full bodied. Like that the the flavor profile on the roast is just phenomenal. Um, I believe y'all that it's it's thicker on tap, but I don't think it really needs to be. I think I think where the roast hits flavor wise is phenomenal. Um, a little bit of bitterness lingering. It's good beer. Uh, it's surprisingly low ABV, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously good. It's it's uh, it's porter body with a stout ABV to me. It's almost like a hot tub session beer, to where I could <laughs> sit in the hot tub like all night long, spend all night with this beer. You, you know can, the, the you disco can. demon. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna drink it and I'm gonna absolutely fucking love it. But I can't spend all night with that beer, yeah. or else I won't find the back door. Right, but this this beer I could sit there and I could spend all night in the hot tub with and just curl up with her and she'll make me feel warm. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 the way I feel about it. What do you think? Do you want to rate first? I've rated I first. I think you're a liar. Two. I think porter has nothing to do with this. I think it's imperial porter. I'm going to rebrand it as an imperial <laughs> porter, just as if, if for no other reason, just so Jake can tell me I'm wrong. You are wrong. You well, said it's a stout porter. Come on, let's. It's a stout porter. With a stout porter is an imperial porter. This is my favorite beer that we've had today. Nice. Which is odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Not not because y'all's brewing style, but because I typically lean a little bit more on the lighter side when it comes to favorites. Um, I love this one. Uh, every everything we've had today has been good, uh, which is rare. Usually, I shit on at least one beer. Uh, y'all did great, fucking phenomenal. But Thank you. this one has got to be my favorite. Low ABV. Uh, it's approachable yet it's roasty. It's fulfilling. <laughs> Uh, it's lingering, but not too long. I just, I think it's a well-brewed beer. Uh, I'm going to go 3.85. It's just good stuff. I, I'm going to be kind of with you. I, I, this might be my second favorite behind the the Demon. This 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 one is really really good. This, this is, I, I'm intrigued. I I really want the eggnog version of this, like just because the flavors on it are mm-hmm. really 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 good. Um, because. I don't know. You, we talked about it earlier, and I talked about well, we I talked about it earlier about the the IPAs kind of tend to palate fatigue, right? So if I'm getting so much hops, I'm getting my tongue coated with so much hop oil um, that I'm going to have palate fatigue. I'm going to get worn out. I want to switch to something else. This is something that I could sit with all night long. Like I really enjoy this beer. I think it's something I could just hang out with all night long. She's 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 the girl I want to take home. Right, Disco Demon. Telling Mandy, this Disco Demon, I want her, but 
but but I just I just want her for that one night. You know what I'm saying? Like I just want her for that one night, and, and I want to enjoy her, and I want to tell stories about her. But she's gonna do some things. Oh, but to you. you won't remember. Oh, yeah, you won't remember. So is this like a Megan the Stallion situation, Ooh. or is this Cardi B? Because you won't remember. No, nah, I like Megan a lot more like Cardi. Oh, uh, yeah, but I'm talking more like drugging and stealing. Oh, okay, yeah, getting shady. <laughs> no. Yeah, a little, a little more. Let's stick yeah. with the Texas girls. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Megan over Cardi anytime. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I think Disco Demon would be my Megan. I'm going to go after her. I'm going to get lost in there, but I, I don't know if I'd ever find my way out. This one, I would find my way out, but I can mm-hmm. keep coming back to her. She's faithful. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight Zoomy, she's faithful. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 3.95 on this one. Mm-hmm. 3.95 on this. I, I, I really enjoy it. I think this is something that I really enjoy the roasty flavors. I enjoy the lighter body on it. Um, it. I would be interested to have it on tap. I'd really be interested in the eggnog version of it just because I wanted this stout to have a little mm-hmm. bit more body, but I'm not disappointed in it because the fla- the stout flavor is there, if that makes any sense. It's mm-hmm. almost like an imperial porter. You know, what I would think an imperial porter would be. A lie. Yeah. It's not a lie, Jake. Big sis. <laughs> might be in my hand. Melissa, what would you rate this beer? So I'm not the biggest stout person. Um, huh. I just... Not a stout like person, lagers. but brewing stouts. I love lagers, pilsners. Okay. Uh, so people are asking for a stout. And I made a stout the way I would like it to okay. be. So um, rating it wise, I mean, I really like it. I think it came out good. Uh, for me, the stout, um, I don't know, three point. Nine, I, I, I like all my beers. Okay, but, but and, and that's fair, and I love that. Mm-hmm. But what's the point one? What's the point one that pushes it over the top that makes this a four point zero for you? Um, no, I don't know. Um, I like the way it came out. Like I said, I'm not the biggest style person, but yeah. I really like this one. So yeah, yeah, I'm not a dark beer person either. Um, so stouts are, are they're, they're one of those beers that it's cool. People like them. I would rather drink like five Pilsners versus drinking a stout. Okay. But I will rate this one to three, six. Nice. Mainly because that's not really my cup of tea, right? I liked the, what I had and I enjoyed it. But yeah. if I were going to sit here and drink all night, I would prefer to have something crispier, right? So I'd rather crush like four Gatos versus this one. Really? But that's just my personal preference. That's just what yeah. I like. I'm more of a social person hanging out. So, so if you could take this beer, though, and you could make it better, if you, if, if you could take this stout as a non-stout person and bump it up a notch, what would you do? Lactose, 100%. Really? Yep. I would add lactose. Yeah, Not too see, much. I don't want to. Just a little bit. Oh, I'm with Melissa on this one. Not a lot. Just a, little bit. See, just if, a little bit. If I was to add like adjuncts to it, yes, okay, uh-huh. sure, let's do some lactose, but... I like it the way it is without adjuncts, it, and it still has like a kind of sweet type of flavor to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna have to agree with Steve. I think I think we split the room fifty fifty on this. I think yeah. with, with lactose, I think there's the the common conception that it makes your beer so sweet and so thick with everything, but in all reality, you're getting a much cleaner, fermentable like sugar because that's all lactose is. is it's, yeah. it's a sugar that leaves that residue and I think once you add that lactose, we're going to get a little bump in the ABV. We're going to get mm-hmm. a little bit bigger mouthfeel and I think for this beer, I think that would go great. Yeah, I think that would be pretty dang good. Nice. Yep, just a little bit. Just a little like, bit. Just a tip. Not, not enough to give you gas. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to, you know, 
go to the bathroom no. or anything. Yeah. No, 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 no hot tub bubbles. Yeah, no hot tub bubbles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. we're not into that? <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> oh, guys, I want to say thank you very, very much for making the drive out from Full Shirt, coming all the way up here to hang out with us. I'm, I'm sorry the weather didn't cooperate on the hot tub. Uh, hopefully we can get down there in the summer if you'll allow us to come down with the truck, jump in the back of the truck, and uh, and have a few beers. But uh, really appreciate what you've been and uh, excited about what you're doing down there. Uh, for a young brewery uh, to be brewing beer that that's like this exciting, this fun, um, that's fun, and, and I really hope that y'all do really, really well, um, and things go great for you down there in Fulcher. Thank um, you. If, 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 if you had a good time here, tell everybody down there in Fulcher that we're better than deep dive into a dive bar podcast. Uh, that's got to be the first thing that goes down. Um, the next thing <laughs> is, make sure that you're telling them that uh, you can find us on any, uh, any podcast that they listen to, be it iHeartRadio, Apple, Pandora, Spotify. We're on all of those, guys. And uh, find us on the InstaWeb. We're on the InstaWeb there at Hot Tub Beers. Uh, there's a link in our bio that you can find all those podcatchers on, and there's also a link to keep the hot tub warm. Um, this is a labor of love, and we're having a lot of fun, um, but uh, we need to buy some more equipment and some better microphones. Um, so, Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the microphones are fine. Uh, the audio uh, processor here is not fine. Yes, sir. We'll work on it. So you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month for as much as... Yeah, 300000 A month. Yeah. A month, we'll we'll yeah. take it. I mean, begrudgingly, but we'll take but it. Yeah, yeah, with humility. Yeah. yeah, yeah, eyes to the floor. Thank you, sir, handout. But, yep, uh, yep. yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks again. Uh, I know that's a drive, uh, but great beer and hats off to you, Melissa. Great job on brewing. Thank absolutely you. Thank you guys it. for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. thank you all for coming in. Thank you for your service, and we appreciate your time. Uh, and until next time, guys. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate yes. it. Cheers. 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 Enjoy your hot tub beers. Yep. Hot tub beers, just my friends and 